With so many Sharks players at the World Junior Summer Showcase, how did they all look? Steven Ellis from Daily Faceoff joins to talk about basically all of the Sharks prospects, which ones look the best, and why he thinks Will Smith is going to be one and done. That today's episode of Locked on Sharks. Your Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Shark, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now and Inside the Rink. I want to thank you for making Locked On Sharks your first listen, probably a part of the Locked On Network, where we cover your team every day. And if you want to be an everydayer, all you got to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And today, Stephen Ellis from Daily uh, Faceoff joins where we chat about kind of what he saw from the World Junior Summer Showcase. Um, he was there in person, got to talk some of, some of the Sharks prospects, and, you know, just kind of some of his takeaways from the Sharks prospects and kind of Again, we know this team is going to be so bad. So we have to look at look towards the future and uh, looking at some of these prospects. So before we get into it uh, with Stephen, do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys. I uh, brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL. Enter promo code LockdownNHL for a free white tech hat with any order. Uh, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. And now we bring in Stephen Ellis of Daily Faceoff. Steven, how's it going, buddy? I'm great. You know, it's it's for August. It's been a lot of busy hockey, so I can't complain about that. Yeah, between uh, we had World Junior Showcase, the Holinka Cup, we have the Eric Carlson trade. It's been a very busy August already, um, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's going to be rookie showcases and rookie tournaments and then training camp. It's this offseason has been a very weird one so far, but uh, we wanted to bring you on because you were covering uh, the World Junior Showcase and the Lincoln Cup for Daily Faceoff. Um, and the Sharks, of course, had a lot of prospects there and wanted to kind of you were covering it day in, had very nice recaps on Daily Faceoff. Um, wanted to talk about which players impressed, which players are maybe kind of fighting for their lives for the World Juniors. Uh, but I think we have to start with, with, of course, the Sharks first round pick from this year, fourth overall, Will Smith. Um Looks like he had himself an outstanding, outstanding tournament. What or what did you think of his play? Uh, you know, I think with with Will Smith, you kind of just always expect pretty solid things out of him. Uh, I know a lot of people would say like, oh, like what could he do without you know the superstar wingers that he played with? Yep. But I think that's a totally poor way of looking at it because he was the one that was driving so much of that offense last year on that development team. And, and you know, this tournament or this this camp, I still thought he was one of the better players. You, you see him line up against Carter Goche and a guy like Goche will be a step ahead. Um, mm-hmm. But with Smith, it's just he thinks the game at such a high level. He plays at a great pace. There are there's enough times and even in this tournament where he will just float around and not look engaged. But when he turns those jets on, he looks really good. So I thought he looked good if anyone he played with. Uh, obviously, he wasn't stapled beside his usual guys of Leonard and uh, and uh, Gabriel. But you know, I think this showing here kind of showed that he could be he'll be the, the the play driver. It'll be interesting to see how they do manage the centers for the the U.S. team because you look at it and Cutter Goche could play center. He mm-hmm. played a lot of wing in this tournament. Frankie Nazar is going to be there. Uh, it'll be interesting if they keep that same. Um, U.S. National Development Team line together because they're also going to the same college together, so yes. they can still do that. But 
at the same time, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Gauthier on the wing and then they say Smith could be the centerman. But either way, I think Smith's going to get a lot of ice time, good chance to show what he's capable of. I've been adamant kind of since he about halfway last year, it'll be a one and done for him in college. I don't think he's going to uh, go two years, three years in, in, in Boston college. I think he'll, he'll be ready to go after the one season, ready to push for the NHL. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. I mean, I was, that was going to be my next thing is the, the one and done with him. I know he needs to work on his defensive game, uh, but that's not why you draft Will Smith at four overall. And you hope that you can continue to work on that as, as he gets older. And that's, again, that's not something he was asked to do right with the U S national team. It was, go drive offense. And I've always been a big proponent of uh, the best way to play defense is not have to play defense, right? Go just keep the puck in your zone. You never have to worry about playing defense, but um, what would you like to see for, from him kind of as he continues to develop the season at Boston college before we see him at at the uh, uh, world junior championships? I like to see him kind of have more of that killer instinct. Like I want, I want, him to have the energy of a bottom six forward that's fighting for his career. Because I think if he could do that, that just takes his game to a whole other level. Like you mentioned the defense thing. I I think at the under 18s, he probably had to be one of the takeaway leaders. If I had to guess, that's not a stat that's made public, but he, it seemed like he was doing a pretty good job of that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that being said, you know, he wasn't always helping out in his own zone, like Ryan Leonard um, at all times or Oliver Moore specifically. But I I think that he's going to be just someone that it, it just, just, more of what we saw last year. Again, you're, when you're playing him, he's got number one center potential. You're not paying him to be a defensive four. You're paying him to put points and get those creative plays out there. And he'll continue to do that. So I would like to just see him where he can bring that next level edge more often because there were points where it looked like he looked bored out there this past <laughs> season, especially at the under-18s when they're going yeah. out there and scoring 10 goals a game. Um, but I think yeah. you know, this, will be, this will be a new challenge. So yeah. I do like the just the challenge aspect for him, seeing how he could take this game up another level. Uh, for Team USA, there the big question. One of the big questions is Logan Cooley, right? Who's would be the de facto number one center if Arizona lets him play? He did just sign his ELC, and Arizona has kind of let guys go play. Um, if that happens, do you run Will Smith at number two or as the number two seed? Do you maybe see him as wing, kind of just as a, you know, what what happens if Cooley plays in the the tournament? I'd be surprised if Cooley was there, to be fully honest. Um, but I think He's very it, good. It, it's. <laughs> Arizona, see, the Arizona let Dylan Gunther go last year. So mm-hmm. it really depends. You don't want to take Cooley out of a situation. Like they he, they turned him pro for a reason. Yeah. And it's because they want him. And that makes me think they won't send him back, but they still can uh, if they think, hey, go be in that winning environment. You know, the Arizona Coyotes, I'll give them full credit. The way they handled Dylan Gunther's uh, season last year, where they, they had him play in the NHL for the first half of the season, goes and plays in the juniors, wins that, then goes to WHL and the, got a chance to go and, and play for a championship there. That was like about as good development you could possibly use, and it helps that the Coyotes are in a bad spot, uh, not high in the standings. The the, the Sharks, you know, <laughs> if like that'd be interesting to see what they do with Will Smith. But anyways, with with the Coyotes this year with um uh with Cooley, it'll be interesting. Like if they try to keep a similar approach and send them to the juniors, then call them back up. I don't think they will because they'll need them to be their number one center essentially pretty early on. Yeah. Um, but I think Smith's going to be either the number one or number two. I think it really depends on what they do with Goche. Uh, and then I think Na- uh, Frank Nazar gets the number one after that. Uh, and then they'll see Smith. But it is, if, if Goche is on the wing, I think Smith, no matter what, stays in center. All right. And then another guy who had a pretty, I think, uh, impressive showcasing was Philip Bissett. You know, of course, he had the three goals in the first period of the one game. But what did you think of his overall kind of showcase? 
at some point I, I do i did an interview with him at the showcase so it's got some interesting stuff so i will be publishing that at some point but uh i thought he was just when the puck was on his dick it was working out he was probably like if i had to guess or if i had to say i'd that was probably the best I've seen him play. Mm-hmm. Um, haven't really had a chance to see him put much in person, but he's just really hard to knock off the puck. Um, he, he's got the good size, the good speed, um, and his hands look a lot better than they did like two years ago where I, I thought that he wasn't creative enough with the puck and was getting beat because he would just re- make these really like basic plays. That seems like that's not the case. He's a little faster, a bit more deceptive now. Uh, and, you know, he, he, he just played of power and that's what you're looking for. So I really like San Jose center depth down the line. I'll just, I'll put it there considering I'm not sure I was thinking that a year ago. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially when B said was scratched or was drafted, excuse me, kind of scratched their heads, myself included, like, uh, and then you saw like, I think the world juniors championships this, you know, last season, a lot of people kind of opened their eyes and you saw, you've, you've seen that kind of progress with him since he was drafted to now. And it looks like, you know, he was potentially a three seat. It looks like if you have Smith, be said as your one, two in the future, you, the sharks might be cooking with a little bit of gas here. And then whatever you draft uh spoiler the sharks gonna be bad this year, whatever you drafted this year's draft as well. Um, you can start to see the pieces coming together for San Jose, right? Yeah. So uh, th- this is a, a group that, very quickly has built a pretty solid prospect pool. And, you know, that's what happens when you f- finish near the bottom of the standings. That will start to really add up quickly. And I like where they're going. I think they're going to, like getting quids and musty was also another nice bit there. So uh, just continue doing that. You know what? I'll say this. I really thought San Jose should have taken a run at, at Matthew Mitchkoff. Uh, I thought, you know, Mike Greer was still pretty new at this job. Yeah, yeah. It's not like he's on a, like a short leash here. Like they could have waited for him fans are going to love Will Smith. I think it's going to be okay. And that's going to make up for a lot of it, but having him and Beastead and those two, uh, that's, that's exciting. Yeah. I mean, I believe me, I've heard the Michkov, Michkov. Uh, I thought they should draft Michkov as well. Uh, but yeah, it's not like uh, Mike Greer passed on Michkov to draft some like third line grinder. He picked Will Smith, who would probably be a top two or three pick in most drafts. Uh, at, at... All right. Before we continue with Steven and we chat about kind of Cam Lund and we talk Quentin Musty and, you know, Eric Polkamp and some of the other uh, Sharks prospects do want to take a quick break. Talk to you guys about our good friends over at Bird Dogs. And if you guys have listened to Lockdown Sharks for a while, you know Bird Dogs is where it's at, especially on the weekends, right? Uh, For me, right, I got soccer in the morning. You know, you're at Costco, you're running errands, maybe you're at the brewery, maybe you're grilling the night before. You need a pair of shorts that covers all that that's where bird dogs come in. They're better than regular shorts because they're made that are usually like strict restricting cotton. These are super, uh, like super comfy shorts, same type of shorts, Lululemon, but they fit way better. And the anti-stink sweat wicking fabric keeps you cool and dry all day long. I also like the built-in underwear. I was skeptical. I'm not gonna lie. I was skeptical at first, uh, but they are great. Uh, they keep things from kind of bunching up and sticking and all that stuff, especially um, when it's super hot out. And if you're like me and you live where it's really hot, bird dogs, way to go. Um, like cover every event you need. So go check them out. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL. Enter the promo code LockedOnNHL for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash LockedOnNHL. Uh, use the promo code LockedOnNHL and get a free white tech hat. You won't want to take your bird dogs off promise you which other guys because i mean again the sharks had a bunch of other guys so i'll let you go pick which guy other guys you thought were kind of impressive among the sharks players 
Uh, well, I thought uh, uh, Matias Havlid, uh, I actually okay. almost put him in my top 10 um, best players at the tournament. I, I knocked him out um, just because I, I liked the guy in, on Sweden's blue line a bit more. But with, mm. uh, with Havlid, he just, wow, he took control from the very opening faceoff. I was there with uh, Ryan Kennedy from the Hockey News on that first day, and we were both like right off the bat. I was like, yeah, this guy looks like he's playing a step above the rest. Uh, so I thought he was good. Um, Quinton Musty. Uh, I think is a prospect I really like. I don't think he makes this American team just because mm. the scoring depth is going to be pretty tough to to infiltrate yeah. there. Plus, you know, we've also seen them give advantages to guys playing college hockey and USA USHL over OHL. So there is that. But I think that's someone who in, in 2025 should really take control. Must be someone that I got to watch a lot when he was heading into that OHL draft year. Um, he played a bunch of showcase tournaments around Toronto, and I thought that he always kind of looked. I don't want to say he looked like Quinton Byfield, but he, the, which I know the names are funny, but he looked like just physically he was able to handle the competition because he was pretty decently sized yeah. at like 15 years old. And he was able to hold that competition well. Great shot. And he can continue that in the OHL. So I'd like to see some more steps there. But I thought he was great on the net. Obviously, he had that, that game winning goal, yes. which is like ridiculous. I don't know how much you saw of that game, but that was about as wild of a hockey game as it gets. Four to one in the first period ends up. They, the Sweden ends up losing, but uh, am I missing anybody in particular? Um, uh, I think another kind of guy who was kind of on the bubble, but I think had himself really in a showcase, uh, Eric Polkamp, who sounds like a guy who, like I said, you know, he was an overage when the Sharks drafted this year. Uh, feels like he's still going to be fighting for a position um, when it comes to the World Juniors, but I think this camp or this showcase, he really uh, kind of at least put himself in, in a position to make the team, right? Yeah, like honestly, I got asked by a Sharks fan on Twitter, like, do you think he makes a team? I think the competition for this team is going to be really tough on the blue line. Yeah. If I'm picking a team now, he's there. Um, I thought that that was enough of a camp. Now, again, we're talking about a summer hockey tournament. It's in August take, right now. We have a lot of hockey until then. Yeah. It was very clear that a lot of players were not playing at full speed there. <laughs> but uh, he was someone that I really, actually, really liked watching him in, in Cedar Rapids this year. I thought, you know, the numbers were obviously really good. Mm -hmm. He was excellent at the World Junior A Challenge, one of the best players there. Um, so I, I think that I didn't. I don't remember if I even had him on my draft rankings. Obviously, he was a, a second-year player, but I think that he just did so much to really prove himself at that camp and say, like, "Hey, like, I'm, I'm a late bloomer, but I'm, I'm worth taking a chance on here." And I think he's put himself in a spot that, you know, if there's an 18-year-old that they're kind of like iffy on, I think they might give him the benefit of the doubt being a being an older player. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, and then I know Cam Lund, it sounded like he didn't have the greatest showcase here, and he's probably going to be a guy on the outside looking in when it comes to the actual uh, World Juniors tournament, just because, again, the depth. So, I mean, what do you what did you see from Lund? I honestly forgot the first two games he played. Um, That's not a good sign. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, I, I've seen a lot of him. Uh, I thought he was good at Northeastern. I thought he was pretty good at the, uh, the Lingogreski a couple of years ago. Um, not somebody I'm thinking is going to make this world junior team. Um, but you know, he's got the size, he's got some strength, a really good shot. Uh, I still think he's a decent prospect. I just think at this point that it's not a guy who is going to be a difference maker for the junior team. And I don't think he'll make it, but, uh, again, a nice little prospect to have as a second round pick. Yeah, and I mean, you saw it Northeastern. Uh, his he's a transition monster, just to, like the way he gets the puck into the zone. If he can continue to work on the scoring, and I think this year with at Northeastern, hopefully he kind of takes that next step, then you can kind of maybe start to see the package coming together for him. Um, another Sharks prospect who's in the news right now because he just signed with the London Knights, Casper Holton. And I know he got hurt at this tournament, but 
what'd you see from him? Uh, he's one of my favorite prospects because mm. he really gets underneath the skin of players. I was interviewing him after he played the Americans and he and James Haggins, a top 2025 prospect uh, th this would have been at the U18s, but uh, James Haggins is a top 2025 guy and they went at it a few times and Holton and I asked him about his, his altercations with, with uh, Haggins and he just looks over, sees uh, uh, Haggins out looking over and he just makes like a face like this. And it was like, <laughs> there's, there's no prospect that I think puts as much power behind the puck as he does. So I'm really excited to see him in London. Um, you know, didn't between the, the exhibition games before uh, the yeah. showcase and then the showcase itself didn't play a lot. Didn't score a lot. Um, it is a big adjustment to having to go play the U20 team. Uh, I thought he looked good in the, the kind of the spot starts he had um, last year, but this guy's got one of the hardest shots you're going to find. It's, you know, the accuracy portion of it that's still a work in progress. So, you know, we rip a shot, but it'll ring around the glass a lot. But when he hits that net, he he hits it. And he's a great, um, great, like, obviously super powerful player, just throws huge hits. Yeah. Skating, uh, I didn't think there was any major improvements because that, to me, was one of the big things that knocked him down. Not a great skater or lose those battles. Mm -hmm. um, so it'll be interesting to see how that's addressed in London um, in a league where you've got to really be quick and short bursts here because it's a smaller ice than he's used to. But... Um, so it was hard to get a good read on him because of everything there, but he did play, um, and I thought he was just kind of fine. But uh, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Casper Halton, and I I can't wait to see him throwing hits in the NHL because he's going to be a menace. Oh boy, uh, I know I'm really interested to see what he his, the London you know that that decision for him and being able to kind of play against people's own age, right? Not having to kind of play up against some of the older competition that he's been doing um, the past, you know, at least the past season. And um, how is he going to transition from that bigger ice, to that smaller ice and working on that side, that speed element, I think that his game probably needs a little bit more of. Um, I think there's going to be a big opportunity for him to work on that and, you know, kind of, uh, talking to someone from London. Uh, they, they're very excited about him coming over uh, right now. So um, I think we hit everybody. Sounds about right. Sports. Yeah. It, it um, became the running joke in the media area. It's like, oh, point to a random player. He's probably a San Jose Sharks prospect because there was a lot of them. That was a that lot one. of them. Yeah. Yes. It, it's fun how that kind of happens, though. <laughs> I guess it happens when your team sucks in the NHL. Uh, it does, and the Sharks have been very much uh, kind of drafting those college USHL players uh, since my career has come over. And like you said, you know, especially Team USA, where they kind of lean towards those guys a little bit more when they're making their world uh, junior squads, or at least there's there's a, those type of uh, picks. So. All right, guys, um, before we continue with Steven, we start talking a little bit about the 24-25 draft. Some of the guys, just to keep a name, you know, keep tabs on throughout the season as the Sharks are going to be bad again this year. And, you know, as you start to add to that prospect pool, start to add those those uh, pieces that are going to be part of the future core, um, just to get some names, names out there for you. So, um before we do that, do want to thank you guys for making Locked On Sharks your first listen. Again, proudly a part of the Locked On Network. We cover your team every day, and we'll be back tomorrow uh, where we have the State of the Vancouver Canucks. So I'm going to be doing this for all the teams in the Pacific Division, kind of what's going on in Vancouver, um, kind of what the Sharks can learn from what they're doing. And we know what Vancouver is doing right now. It seems like a bit of a mess up there as they try to figure out if they're um, how they kind of build around Elias Pettersson. So going to be chatting with, uh, with the Canucks guys here. Um, so that'll be out for Friday's episode. So make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And of course you can watch on YouTube as well. Let's, let's look ahead. So the Lincoln cup, you know, yeah, or you had some of the 24, 25 draftees, but which of the 24, 2024 draftees should 
uh, Sharks fans just kind of start to keep an eye on because uh, they're going. To, Sharks are going to be really bad this year. A couple of the ones really to guess it depends on where the black or the sharks are going to finish. Uh, the two big prospects born at this tournament, Matt Glenn Celebrini mm-hmm. from Canada and Cole Eisman from uh, USA. Just like Eiserman is a pure goal scorer, and my projection is he'll beat Cole Caulfield's single season record of mm-hmm. goal scores. He could he had 69 goals this past year. I think he's going to get yeah. I I, th- I think he'll be the first player in that team's history to get 80 in a season. I'm, oh wow! Fully confident. And he's, we're not going to count the World Juniors, but. He did the World Junior Summer Showcase, but he had a couple goals there too. So he's already started off really strong. Um, Ivan Demidov is a guy that is getting really rave reviews over in Russia. Like some are saying better than Michkov. Mm. That'll be interesting to see how that happens. In terms of guys who were at the Hlinka, um, Berkeley Catton was the tie for the top scorer of Trevor Connolly on the United States. Uh, Catton probably is about fifth, sixth best prospect right now. Sam Dickinson, another uh, he's a defenseman who I think should go pretty early. Um, London Knight. <laughs> yep. London Knight, yep. So, you know. Again, another reason to watch London Knights. Uh, yep. Just a very smart playmaker, very smart with the puck. Uh, I, I think that maybe the Halenka uh, wasn't his best hockey, but I don't knock players for the performance of the Halenka Gretzky. To me, that's more of when you find players. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, another one that will be kind of interesting is uh, more for 2025, but Adam Binak. If the okay. Sharks are still bad then, this they guy <laughs> this guy is the, the best comparison I can give in terms of like raw talent at this level is David Pasternak. Um, mm. and so he's really, really good. He, I think he finished second or third in scoring, just unbelievable scoring threat. Um, just doing so much. He's listed at a five foot six, very small, short season, yes. very talented. Uh, and the other one to watch is, is Trevor Connolly, just start of game one, just dominated the Americans. Didn't always have a lot of great players to play with on that team, but he did so much damage. He had 10 points, power play master. So I'd say those are the ones to watch. And there's also, again, to look to 2025, Michael Misa. Uh, he's from my hometown of Oakville, Ontario, but he was granted exceptional status to the OHL for last season. His numbers, uh, point per game-wise, the best the OHL has ever had for an exceptional status player, and that includes beating McDavid, includes mm. beating Shane Wright, includes beating John Tavares. So that's a good uh, good guy to have. The 2025 draft looks a little stronger than 2024 right now. Yeah. 2024 is going to have, again, lots of good value. Um, you just got to keep getting those value picks uh, every year, basically, until you're, you're ready to contend. Yeah, and I, I think with the Sharks, uh, this this year could be the year where they look to try to add to the that top prospect to their blue line. It sounds like the this 2024 draft class is going to be a lot more potential blue liners than there was in the last the, the last draft that we went through. So, uh, Stephen, where can the people find you? Uh, I'm my host. Don't come visit me there. Um, but uh, <laughs> you can find me at uh, uh, dailyfaceoff.com. I'm doing a, a full prospect series every single day. So I believe the Sharks come up either next week or the week after um, of uh, breaking down every team's prospect pools. Uh, I'll have a mega like top 100 NHL prospects list coming up uh, in early September. And uh, all my tweets are at uh, SLS Hockey, same as my Threads account. So, yeah. Uh, thanks so much, buddy. Hopefully we'll uh, we'll have you back on here again soon. So. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks so much. All right, guys. Hope you enjoyed my conversation with Stephen Ellis from Daily Faceoff. Uh, thanks to him for coming on and chatting. Um, definitely want to have him back on at some point. Seem, you know, super knowledgeable, watches his prospects. Um, and, you know, I think he, he mentioned where we before, you know, before we recorded, he talked about how much this Sharks prospect pool has improved over, you know, basically since my career got there. Right. And, um, and that's, it's, is a big year for 
the prospects to kind of continue to show and grow uh, what they could do, right? Seeing Bisa continue to take that next step. Um, Will Smith, if he can be be that true number one center and what he learns at Boston College this year, and then hopefully, hopefully is playing in the NHL next year or even at the end of the season, uh, what what the Sharks are going to do with that. Um, and then those other guys like right, Quentin Musty continuing to kind of uh, round out his game. Casper um, Holton, I think, is, you know, we, we didn't mention with him going to London, uh, signing with London, um, you know, him working on that, that short uh, kind of that speed and that quickness. And um, I think the guys at London are excited to have him there and, you know, uh, chatted with uh, Billy Sullivan here a little bit uh, today. And he's, you know, they're excited to get him there and they're going to work on what they need to work on with him. And I think, um, hearing that physical nature and in that shot. And if he can kind of continue around that, I think he's going to be a quickly become a Sharks fan favorite. Um, but I, I, you know, the Sharks prospect pool, man, it is, you know, testament to a couple weeks ago when I redid the top 10 rankings, I think, you know, just how much it's grown over the past year, um, you know, the past couple of years that they've been bad. So Still got a long way to go for the Sharks. Um, we're going to be adding more pieces. That at least uh, sounds like it seems like they're going to be adding more very high blue chip caliber pieces at, at this year's uh, draft. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the prospect pool. I think it's it's really shaping into form here. So um, that's going to be it for me today. Again, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow. I'm going to be talking with the the boys over with the Canucks. Um, see what's going on up in Vancouver and if they can kind of figure out what, what this team is. So, um, so make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. And of course, you can watch on YouTube as well. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Locked on Sharks. You can follow me at Twitter and threads at my fry hole. And until tomorrow, bye friends.